is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. In the field, number 70! We're talking about practice. Hello, you play to win the game. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one, happy 2000! No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Worldwide Sports Radio Network presents Below the Mark. Hello, Long Island, New York, and around the country. This is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. New York Eastern Time. Remember, you can call us at 631-965-4990. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you do not have our app, now you can. All you have to do is go on the iOS, which is the Apple Store, and you put in WWSRN. And now on Android as well, all you have to do is put in WWSRN, which is Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You see the logo. You download it. You can watch our shows live. You can listen to our shows live. You can uh, listen to the replays of our shows, read our stories. Everything is on there. Our social medias. All you have to do is download the app. So if you don't know how to use social media or you have a problem understanding the digital platform, all you have to do is download the app. Speedy Petey, what are you doing, man? I mean, all the problems that we have throughout this network, I blame it on you. Okay. I blame it on you, Speedy. My apologies. Well, why are you apologizing? There was nothing wrong today. That's, that was part of the joke. Well, this is not a joke. This is, this is real. I do blame it on you when there is mistakes. How are you today? I'm fine. I've been pretty much the same as I've always been. Well, well, so you have nothing good going on in your life right now? Nothing? Women? Anything? No, no women. No women? You're not looking at any women on, you know, the internet? Uh, are you following some women on Tinder or something like that? What are you no, doing? I'm not, I, no, I, sorry, Eric Coleman. I have not gone on Tinder. Well, Eric was trying to give you some advice <laughs> on the weekend crunch. I think that's a good way for you to find some kind of woman, man. I, I think you need that. You need a woman in your life. You need I'm a sure good woman you think in your I life. I do. No, I think a lot of people need a good woman in your life. I, I think you do too. So some people need a woman in my life. No, <laughs> well, you need a woman in your life. I might need a woman for you in your life. Yeah. Anyways, we have a great show lined up for you guys today. At ten thirty, we will be talking to Appalachian State tackle recruit Cole Asik. And at eleven thirty, we will be talking to UCF tight end recruit Nathan Borboom. So that's going to be interesting. We have a great show, and, and Speedy is not the reason why the show is great. It, it really isn't. The only reason why the show is great is because of all you fans that listen to our show every single day. What do you think about that, Speedy? Mm-hmm. It's not me. It's not you. Well, it's more me than it is you. But all in all, I mean, they got to look at your mug the whole show. So that, that's scary by itself. I yes. mean, seriously. Yes, I've definitely been arrested. <laughs> have you? No. You're starting to get me worried. Are you? You a, said mug. Are you a serial killer? No. I don't know, man. You're starting to really make me worried. Anyways, uh, we do this every single Wednesday for Below the Mic, Speedy. Sports and entertainment news. Hit it, old man. Paul George could be traded this offseason. Well, everything that's going on with Doc Rivers being fired the other day, a lot of people are blaming it on Paul George. Uh, his bad uh, playoff run, and, and really... Some of the things on and off the court that was said by Paul George, 
might push him out of the Clippers uh, organization. Uh, stories coming out that the Brooklyn Nets might be interested in him. Marcus Saul is leaving the NBA and signing with Barcelona. Well, Marcus Saul has lived his dream. He won a he won a championship last year with uh, Kawhi Leonard over there in Toronto. I think he's done everything that he wanted to do. He made all his millions of dollars. Now he's going down. He's going to his hometown, uh, his home place, and 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 going to try to win championships over there in Barcelona. Nick Mullins over Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan's scenario does not exist. What do you mean it doesn't exist? Mullins had a very, very good game last week against the New York Giants. Now, I don't know if he's Jimmy Garoppolo, but we don't even know what Jimmy Garoppolo is yet. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl last year and choked. So maybe Nick Mullins is the next future quarterback of this San Francisco 49 team. I so, doubt it. So far, what we've seen, we've only seen him strive against bad teams so far, so I wouldn't jump the gun on that. Well, what do you mean, bad teams? Even in 2018, he destroyed the Raiders. He also destroyed the Giants that year, too. And that Those just, NFL teams, Speedy. NFL still, teams with backup players. Uh, yeah, but still, that's a tough sample to judge on. More NFL news. Vikings, Kirk Cousins, and other quarterbacks. Who could be benched next week? Well, I, I will say this. Kirk Cousins, if he doesn't wake up, uh, he might lose his job. I, we've seen it. Sam Darnold is another quarterback. We, we have not seen Flacco yet. Flacco is still hurt. But if Flacco one way or another comes in uh, in the next couple of weeks off of the injury reserve, if Sam doesn't start playing, even if Adam Gase is gone, he might lose his job for the rest of the year as well. There's a lot of quarterbacks right now that are in that predicament. There is not many good teams in the NFL right now. There's about seven. That's it. Uh, Derek Carr downplays his COVID-19 protocol breach. Well, Derek Carr is one of very few people that are not worried about COVID-19. I mean, seriously. Uh, A lot of people in the NFL is worried about NHL, NBA. I mean, people are living in the bubble in the hub. I mean, seriously. Um, Free agent running back Lamar Miller, among others, working out with the Bears. Well, the Bears need a running game. That's something they have been lacking so far in the first three weeks, they're still 3-0. It's crazy. Yep. They're still 3-0 with no running game. And that had nothing to do with uh, Nick Foles taking over, by the way. I, I don't know. Oh. NBA rumors and news. Is Bam Adebayo, Adebayo already better than Anthony Davis? The answer is no. <laughs> not even close. What the hell is going on with these people writing these stories? Somebody just needed to write a story. No, it's a story of idiocy, that's for sure. Agreed. Carl Anthony Towns is not as good as gone from the Timberwolves. Well, that's not necessarily true because if they can get a boatload of picks, a.k.a. the New York Knicks, he could be very much out of there with the Timberwolves. They're rebuilding. They have the number one pick. They can build around that number one pick. They do not need to build around Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Rockets interview... Steven Silas, Wes Unsell Jr. for held <coughs> coach job. I'm sorry. Um, Steven Silas from the Denver, he was a def- Denver assistant coach on the Denver Nugget team. Who, let me tell you, Denver really showed everybody what they could be in the future, and they're very well coached. So why not bring in a Denver head coach? So I, I think it's a good move. If they, the Rockets decide to move that way, plus it's the right he preaches defense. Yeah, it's the right type of coach. Now I just need. Now the you're going to speak. Now it's the now I just need the depth Jeez, of the team. Man, where, where, you, you didn't you don't want to speak for a second. Now all of a sudden you're going to butt in. You're a real winner. MLB rumors. Um, Mariah Carey 
describes first time sleeping with Derek Jeter. So sensual. Why do we care what Mariah Carey says about Derek Jeter? Derek Jeter hasn't been in the MLB for almost eight years. Why do we care what Mariah Carey did with Derek Jeter in her bed? Do you care? No. I think you do. <laughs> of course I think do. you would buy the porn. I think oh you would. Oh, my God. I think you would. Would you not watch it? Oh, my God. No? Mariah Carey and Derek Jeter? No. You wouldn't buy it? No. Not even on the streets? That wouldn't make a difference. I think it would make a difference. Giants interested in re-signing Kevin Gossiman. What do you think about that? Eh, I mean, they need all the pitching depth they can get, but, I mean, they, there's going to be a price that's needed for him because he did pitch well this year, surprisingly, for the, for the Giants, but it might up his price where it's not worth it. He's been in it up and down all, year, all his career. Miles Mikolas takes a shot at Manny Machado. Who hasn't taken a shot at Manny Machado? <laughs> I mean, seriously. He left, the, he left the Baltimore Orioles for $300 million. But guess what? He's laughing at a bank right now, and he might be laughing to a World Series this year with the San Diego uh, Padres. So uh, he has a very good chance to really prove himself uh, moving forward with that very young, talented team. NHL News. At least 10 teams interested in signing Wilds Carson Saucy. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, the depth pieces are always good. He's going to be a third or fourth line player no matter what. I mean, it's good for anyone that needs depth. But we have a lot of teams right now that don't have a lot of offensive depth, so not ever, never a bad thing. He probably will only be like a, a million or two. <laughs> Leaves Cody CC to explore open market. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's someone who's fallen off in recent years, so beware. But he was good when he was with Ottawa from probably, the, probably 2013 to 2017. And final story. Minnesota Wild shopping Ryan Donato. Speedy? What? That makes no sense. He's Why? a young he's a young player that had a great year this Bill year. Bill Garen. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of upside, had a great year this year. They helped I mean Minnesota didn't make the official playoffs, but it helped them make the bubble or hub city playoffs. And he's a he was the biggest piece when they traded Charlie Coyle from the Bruins. So give him a chance. This makes no sense. And that is sports and entertainment news for the week. Carl. I see that you say the Padres are down one nothing. It doesn't mean the series is over just because they're down 1-0. I know they're down 1-0. That doesn't mean the Padres can't win two games and come out of this qualifying round into the wild card game. So, again, I understand you like to correct me, but there's nothing to correct. Carl, I picked the Cardinals, too. It doesn't mean it's over yet. No. And and let's go lightning. The uh, the lightning one. Uh, Carl, are we are we here right now? You just told me that it's one zero uh, with the Padres down. Uh, the lightning won uh, about a day and a half ago. So why are you bringing? Let's go lightning. Who cares? I mean, they won the Stanley Cup. All right. I mean, I, are I don't you a know. Blackhawks fan anyway, Carl? <laughs> no. Well, he lives in Tampa, so oh, okay. I, I think I think his second favorite team is the Lightning. I don't know why he's so excited about that. I don't. I really don't. But anyways. Uh, the New York Yankees, ladies and gentlemen, they were down 4-1, to one, and Gio Urshela hits a grand slam home run to put the Yankees up 5-4. to four. The Yankees yesterday played a fantastic game. And by the way, I am not a big supporter of what Brian Cashman did in the offseason, giving uh, uh, Garrett Cole $326 million. I've been mocking it really since that, that move happened in the offseason, but uh, so far so good for the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole pitched 13, he pitched seven and a half innings yesterday, 13 strikeouts, dominated uh, the Cleveland Indians last night, and 
uh, a guy named Bieber. Yes, uh, Mr. Justin Bieber. I just, I, I'm not Justin Bieber, but Mr. Bieber, who was the best pitcher in the American League throughout the season, he was eight and one. Uh, his ERA was under one. I mean, he was fantastic mm-hmm. all season long. Uh, he gave up a significant amount of runs. I think he gave up seven runs he before did. he got pulled. Mm-hmm. He gave and, up three, I think, in the first two innings, and then he gave up four in the fifth. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you look at the Yankees right now; they're up five to four. I think it's the fifth inning. Uh, the Yankees have a chance to knock off the Cleveland Indians. A lot of people picked the Cleveland Indians to go to the World Series. I don't know why. Maybe because it was their pitching. But Carrasco has not looked good today. He, he actually got pulled in the fourth inning, four and a half innings. Uh, with 70 pitches, he put the Yankees on, and, and he was walking, walking players. And then that grand slam home run uh, right out of the, right out of the uh, bullpen, which co- could, be, could have cost them the game. Mm-hmm. But also, all in all, uh, the Cleveland Indians deserve a lot of credit because nobody would have thought the Cleveland Indians this year would have been where they were this year with all the losses and, and really all the pitchers they lost in the offseason. They lost a significant amount. They lost Bauer last year at the trade deadline. Uh, this is a team that's tar- starting to rebuild uh, with some of the young players, and they even were trying to trade Lindor in the offseason. Yeah, so. and again, they traded Clevenger at the trade deadline, too, who's now hurt for the Padres. He might miss the entire postseason. So maybe they ended up seeing something with that deal. But again, it is a team that is surprisingly... I'm not going to say in the playoffs because it's the 18 playoffs, but definitely above the White Sox, who a lot of people were expecting to be very good, and the Twins, who won the division, but now they just got eliminated by the Astros today, so they're doing their usual playoffs. And all the people that don't like Giancarlo Stanton, well, Giancarlo Stanton has played in five games, playoff games with the New York Yankees. He's hit four of them. He's hit four home runs in five games Mm -hmm. for the New York Yankees. So everybody that thinks that Giancarlo Stanton was a bust, uh, just look at numbers. Four home runs in five games, that's not so bad. Okay. Yeah, that, that's not to you, Anthony Carragher, who didn't want him on the playoff roster last year. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I say whatever you want about him. If the Yankees wind up winning this game, he's the one who hit the first home run. He's the one that got the Yankees on the board. So say whatever you want about the guy. Uh, he's not so bad. But again, the Yankees are playing pretty good baseball. They need to keep uh, keep uh, scoring runs, especially against the Cleveland Indians, because the Cleveland Indians are going to be pesty. They're going to be pesty. There's four more innings left, and you know they're going to try to do whatever they can to be a pest to the New York Yankees. The Yankees win today. You saw Tampa. They won today. They swept uh, the Blue Jays. They're expecting who – do the, who does Tampa play if uh, – do they play the winner would, of this they series? They do, yep. It's the same structure as the NBA. So, so they the, play the Yankees if the Yankees would win. So the Yankees and Tampa would be in the next round. That would be a five-game series. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all in all, the New York Yankees – are in a situation right now that they want to make sure. And, and by the way, Carl, you keep calling them Stankies. What's going on with your Cubs? Uh, the Marlins, <laughs> yes. The Marlins beat them 5-1 to one today. You want to talk about Stankies, why don't we call them your Cubbies? Because the, the Cubbies don't look like they're coming out of their series against the lonely, young Marlins. Yeah, okay? They only put up one run against a, a pitching staff that has overperformed, but is very young and has a lot of new players that are breaking out. And your loaded offense for the Cubs put up one run. That's and and yes, Carl saying this is a wild card. Yes, this is a wild card series, but it's not the real wild card game. This is the extra three-game wild card spot. Right. So, because they added eight teams. So, I don't call this a wild card. This is the qualifiers. Just like the NHL, this is the qualifiers into the wild card game. 
Okay, so whatever you want to call it, wild card. Why do you like to try to correct me? I mean, seriously, you're not correcting anything. You're calling the Yankees the Stankies, but the Yankees are uh, four innings away from knocking off the Cleveland Indians, and your team is nine innings away from being knocked off by the Lonely Marlins. So that's not saying much, buddy. I don't know what you're lost in, but again, like you said, it's just down down one nothing. Okay, we'll see. Uh, by the way, what 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 happened to your first baseman in in the first game? Uh, uh, I'm not even going to mention names. Uh, what, what's going on with your uh, so-called MVP candidate? Give me a break. Seriously. I, the, the, the Cubbies aren't even going to get it. If they get out of this Marlins round, which I don't believe they will, uh, especially losing the first game, if they do, they're not going anywhere. In yeah, they're going to play the winner of the Braves and the Reds. They played 13 innings today. <laughs> they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. So I think you're lost. Okay, but anyways, I love you, Carl, but correcting me doesn't, it, it's not making me any happier, that's for sure. And uh, whatever you say, so are the Padres. The Padres are a better team than the Cubs. I'm, I'm sorry. They're a much better team. They're much better built than the Cubs. They have a good bullpen. The Cubbies don't. And they, their lineup is much better than the Cubs. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, they have two players right now in the Padres that could win the MVP mm-hmm. in the National League. Mm-hmm. How many does the Cubs have? The, the answer is zero. Zilch. Yeah. So there you go. MVP in the National League is probably going to be either Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, or Acuna. Tatis. Or Acuna. Yeah. Or Acuna. Yeah. I think Acuna is going to win it. I really do. I think Acuna was the best player in the National League throughout this season. I mean, he stole bases. He hit home runs. He hit for average. And he's one of the, if not the best center fielder in baseball, he's one of the best center, uh, fielders in, in baseball. So, uh, fantastic. When did I say Rizzoli? <laughs> Rizzo, you mean? <laughs> Rizzo was an MVP candidate. When did you say it? Well, you say he's one of the best first basemen in the in the MLB. He's not. He just isn't. Yeah, he's not even in the top three. And you said he was. He's not. He's not a top three first baseman in a league. He's not. Is he better than Paul Goldschmidt? The answer is no. <laughs> I mean, Paul Goldschmidt homer today. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Uh, Padres have won what? What? The Padres haven't won anything. And what are you going to bring up? The Cubs a couple of years ago when they won the World Series? Let me tell you something. The, the, the Cubs bought their World Series buying Chapman, okay? That's what they did. And what did they do? They let it go with Chapman and he went back to the Yankees. So th- there you go. Anyways, I'm not going to argue about the Cubs. I, I, I have nothing else to say about the Cubs. But the Yankees have a chance to knock off the Cleveland Indians. Right now, it's the, the bottom of the fifth. And the Yankees are in second and third. And no outs. The Cleveland Indians are in a, a, a load of trouble right now. And their bullpen is not good. As so shades of 2017, they had a big winning streak in the final month of the season. Remember, they had that 20-game winning streak. And they surpassed the White Sox this year with a big winning streak. And then now they're about to get swept. Carl, why are you bringing like. up the Padres? Uh, what, what is – what I, I told Carl, you the we Padres, know they're dysfunctional. They're, they're dysfunctional. <laughs> and they haven't won in two decades. Who cares? Who cares? I'll tell you this. The Padres have a better future than the Cubs do. They do. They have a better. They have the. They have the best farm system in baseball. Where are the Cubs ranked? They're going to lose Chris Bryant next year because I'm hearing that they're going to try to trade him. So what are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to trade him. They're going to depend too. on Rizzo. They're trading him on a low too. He didn't have a good year. Uh, give me a break, man. Anyways, uh, I, I do want to finish up with baseball, but ba- baseball's been fun to watch. Speedy, what 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 has really stuck out to you? A lot of low scoring games so far, which has been a bit surprising considering a lot of the teams that. 
have played so far, a lot of the American League teams are using a lot of these openers, or, or not openers, but using a lot of these bullpen games. So I thought with the potent offenses of a lot of those teams, there would have been more high-scoring games, especially with the Twins, who got knocked out already by the Astros. Even the Reds and the Braves, more known for their offense, even though Bauer and Freed both had great years, they're more known for their offense, which is why I'm surprised that game went scoreless for a while. So the fact that probably besides the Yankees, nobody else has really had an offensive outburst so far is the biggest surprise. Lindor is not going to the Cubs. That's one. Number two, uh, I praised. I never praised the Cubs for building their team the right way. I never said that. Okay, I never praised the Cubs because I'm not a Cubs fan. I said that the Cubs have some good pieces they can build around, like Baez, uh, Chris Bryant, and Rizzo. Problem with them is they're probably going to lose Chris Bryant uh, next year, and then they have two players that they really are going to build their team around. Who else really scares you on that team? Brendan Haywood. I mean, seriously. Are we really? Are, do we really want to go through the Cubs in their roster? Their roster sucks. Okay, that's not a good roster. Their pitching staff stinks. I mean, this is a team that's built, honestly, built through free agency. What do they? What do they have that is young on that team besides the players we just mentioned? Nobody. They have a good catcher. I like their young Contreras, catcher. Yeah. Contreras is a good player. All right, but besides that, they don't have anything. So what are you saying? Lindor is not going to the Cubs. He's not. Lindor has a better chance going to the Mets than the Cubs. The Mets will actually. <laughs> the Mets don't have a lot to trade either, though. Well, here's the thing. Steve Cohen's taking over the team. He'll open up his pockets. He will open up his pockets. And Lindor is going to expect a big-time contract. And I think the Mets can give it to yeah, him. Yeah, the Mets can get him in free agency. It's just a matter of if they want to trade for him now and seal him, what are they going to trade? They don't have much in their farm system to trade. No. So now he's saying they did build around them and they have won for five years. Okay, they have won what? Yeah, they did win One with championship. young players. We're not saying they didn't win with young players before. One but championship, and they fired their coach. Yeah, now they now their team Good got job. a little older, and they're trying, still trying to survive the bad contracts. Outside of Hendricks, they don't have much in their pitching. Their bullpen is very streaky year to year, and they have, now they have a new manager. The, he's saying they have four first round starter starting now. Start, first four starting pitchers. Is that what you're saying? I, first of all, their pitching was amongst the middle of the league in pitching as far as ERA and whip. Okay, Their pitching has not looked good. The Cubs, the only reason why they got in, it was because it was a short season. If it was a full season, the Cubs wouldn't have even made the playoffs. I, I guarantee you they wouldn't have made the playoffs. Their bullpen sucks. Okay, They don't have anything in their bullpen. So I don't want to hear it. You can name anything you want. You are wrong, Errol? Okay, I am wrong. Ask anybody that knows anything about baseball. Anybody think that the Cubs are going to even come close to winning the World Series this year? Answer that question. And the answer is, I will put a poll up, and I will bet you, Carl, that nobody even thinks you're even going to come out of the first round against the Marlins. They're probably going to get swept by the Marlins. I'm telling you right now, that Carl. That would be sad. I'm going to tell you this right now, Carl. If the Marlins knock off the Cubs, I am going to laugh at you. Okay? Laugh at you. Darvish for Cy Young. Oh, yeah, Darvish. Uh, no, Trevor Bauer is winning the Cy Young. Yeah. Darvish for uh, Cy Young. The same Darvish that they overpaid, right? The same Darvish they overpaid. The same guy that just got off of, what was it, Tommy John surgery? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah you Darvish. Yeah, he had a good season. And if he played a full season, he always plays good in the first half, and he dies out in the second half. Everybody knows. And by the way, if anybody knows about you, Darvish, he loves pitching his pitch. Uh, you know, he loves, what, what do they call that? He likes tipping his pitches. Tipping his pitches, right? So he's another guy that's been known to tip his pitches. So 
Whatever. I'm not arguing about the Cubs. It's not about the Cubs. Uh, anyways, uh, um, we will be having, in, in the next couple of minutes, we will be talking to Appalachian, uh, Appalachian State Tackle Recruit Cole um, Essek uh, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. But I, I will finish up with baseball uh, before we get uh, on to some football conversation. Uh, what is your thoughts right now with the Blue Jays getting swept? It was expected. The Rays are a much better team, and again, they're they're built for this kind of season. So I think th- that was kind of expected, especially with no pitching right now for the Blue Jays. All right, so put them on. Let's let's hear them. What's what's going on, Carl? What do you want to talk about? I just I just want to know why you're discrediting everything I'm saying. You're telling me that you Darvish is overpaid, mm-hmm. yet you just got. I mean, you just got done talking about how. It has to be in the now. So look at what he's done in the now. He won nine games this year. In mm-hmm. the now, Errol. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're telling me the Padres are better? Okay, hold on. you said the Padres are a better, better team? prepared and equipped to win. Yes, that, they are. That's fine. No, hold on. That's fine. Using your argument, then, you Darvish should win the Cy Young because no, of what he's doing right now. Not because they overpaid for him. Not because he got beat in the World Series in Game 7 two years ago. Or, excuse me, three years ago. But for what he's doing now. Dude, you, you can talk trash all you want you about Darvish me. Is not, me Cubs are trash, you Darvish is not. You Darvish. Arguing your point. You Darvish it's is not, not winning about, the Cy Young. Not about being overpaid. You Darvish is not winning the Cy Young. He's not. Okay, so who's so so who's going to win it? Trevor Tre- Bauer. Trevor Bauer's going to yes. Trevor Bauer's going to win it in nationally. Why is he going to win it? Why is he going to win it over you, Darvish? He had a better season. He had wow. a better season. Go it's look funny. at his whip and his wow. ERA. It's not about wins, brother. It's not about wins. It's not about losses. It, it, everybody says that. It's about whip and ERA. That's the the two most important statistics when okay. they look at winning. So it's not, who has, a, better, it's not who has a better wins, ERA? Who's on, got a better ERA? If it's not about wins and losses, if it's not about wins and losses, okay, then you're telling me that the Cubs are, are a worse team than the Reds, even though they have more wins than them. I, I'm telling you that the Reds are a better. No, you You just told me that. Uh, you just told me those two stats are more important than wins. Yes. Yet the Cubs have worse WHIP and ERA than some of the Reds pitchers. Yet they have a better record than the Reds. Kyle Hendricks so also had a great year too. How are those two better though. than wins? Kyle Hendricks had a great year too, though, for the Cubs. That was a lot of the other wins that came. Well, from. I don't, right, I, there I don't, you go. I, I'm, I don't care. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. If if so it was a full okay. season, so if there was a no, right. because so if it was a full season, just, Errol, if it was a full Errol, season, there, there no, no, it is. Why you? Why What did I make my point? You don't care. You don't care the fact that someone is saying that. Look, some of your points have holes in them, and then you say, and then you say, oh, I don't care. So thanks, Errol. I mean, I, come on, that's not respectable. Respectable to what? You're the one. You're the one but, correcting me, buddy. You're the one. You're going to. Go, you could correct me. The Cubs were 34 and 26 this year. If they played a full season, they wouldn't have even won the division. They wouldn't have won the I division. I understand. They wouldn't have. I, no, no one's. No one's arguing that. But you're telling me that WHIP and ERA are more important than wins. But the Cubs have more wins than the Reds. Th- that's fine. And I don't think the Reds are any good. I, mean, I, I never said. I never even said the Reds point. were good. I never even said the Reds are good. No, I never said, said they were good. You were talking about Trevor Bauer, and I'm t- trying to prove. What are you your talking about? It can't always be about Trevor ERA Bauer. Wins. Is a better pitcher this year. He is going to win the Cy Young this year. He is. You going to deny that? Okay. He's not. I'm going to deny it because I think Hugh Darvish should win. It's a difference of opinion. All right. I just don't understand All right. why All my right. opinion when, is when, 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 that, when it comes out, when it, it's not the same when as it, yours. When it, comes, when, it comes out, when it comes out that Trevor Bauer wins the Sire, what are you going to say then, Carl? What are you going to say? Then I'm going to say that you were correct, Errol, but you just discredit people if they don't agree with you, and that's disrespectful. Why is it disrespectful? Like you're, talking trash about, you're talking trash about the Cubs, and you're I was talking negative you're, about you're the one. You're the one always st- sticking your two cents over here on the, uh, on the thing telling me, 
over here on whatever on the 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 press over here on the Facebook Live telling me and trying to correct me about a wild card. This is not called the wild card game. This is called the qualifying. Yes, it it's, cool. it's, it's, it's called. A, it's it's a, wild card it's a, round. The, the next round is the LDS, the League Division Series. Yeah, it is a I'm wild. I'm sorry that you don't like to call it that, but that's what it's, it's called. It's a qualifying round. There's four rounds. Is it no, not? it's not. It's the wild card round this year. That's three what games. Calling it, three dude. games is a wild card round. Three games. That's what they're calling it. Yeah, and what are they calling the it's semifinal? Like telling me what are they calling the semi? What are they going to call the semis? What are they going to call the semis then? What the are they league gonna... division series, the league championship series, and the world series. Well, okay, it's okay so, to be wrong, Arrow. Uh, li- it's okay. Listen, and and you're okay. you're always right, and you're always no, right. No, no, I'm not. You're the one. You're the one. You're the one. I'm going to be wrong. You told me Trevor Bauer is going to win the world series. The world series. Sorry, Cy Young. And you also said. I can be wrong all the time. And you also said. You know, I lost two bets to you. Of course I'm wrong. Nah, I don't care about the Yes, bets. I have. Yeah, but I don't care no, about the No, you're just, saying, I'm, you're just saying, like, I've never been wrong. Of course I'm wrong. You Come know, on, man. Listen, I love you, Carl. You know I do. Oh, yeah. I love you, too, dude. Yeah, We're yeah, just yeah. having a good discussion. I know. I, you know I'm I love not, you. I don't take I, I don't, to it. I, but we have had this conversation of Rizzo, and you think Rizzo's one of the top three uh, first basemen in the I league. I think he's better. Well, right. I think he's better than Goldschmidt, and he's won just as many as Gold Gloves. And we don't have to go into that because, like you said, we hashed that out before. That's mm. fine. Off air. and that, No big deal. Yeah. But I just want you like. I just want you, if someone has a difference of opinion of yours, to not talk trash about. It. I don't take it offensively, <laughs> dude. I mean, we're we're friends, man. You know what I mean. But there's, I but if it, they have man. a difference of opinion on them, just argue the opinion, I'm, right? Don't argue, argue like, oh, this I'm, I'm arguing my opinion. I think you, Darvish, to me, in in a season that he's had, he's had a good season. I just don't think, I don't think the Cubs pitching is that good. And I, and again, you can oh, see it's it. Not you know, you oh, can it's see definitely it. not. You know, that's but, what like, I'm saying. But then, to, but to prove your point on that, you went and said, you know, the Cubs only you know, they bought their World Series. But come on, man, you know they didn't. They absolutely. I didn't. knew. I they knew. I, I I said it because I knew I was going to get you wound it up. That's why I okay, said well, it. I mean, you did a good job. I mean, that's good. That's good. Uh, I mean, reporting or however you want to put it. You know, <laughs> being a good host. And of course, we know that. I, I know it. you. I mean. But, of course we know that. I mean, I would do the same thing to my students to entice them into any kind of discussion or debate. Of course. I get it. Everybody wants me to talk about the NBA championship. I will get yeah, into the Yeah, go for it, man. That's more important right now no, anyway. No, no. Well, we, have, uh, we, have, uh, we have a special guest. After, after yeah, yeah. our first guest, we'll talk a little bit. Keep, keep, stay on, Carl. Don't worry about it. Of course, Thank man. You, of man. course. Thank you for calling, right, bud. I appreciate it, Errol. You know I got nothing to do. I love, love you, you too, man. Up, man. I love you too, man. That's Carl, man. If Carl from Tampa. I love the guy. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Appalachian State tackle recruit Cole Essick here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. As you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. New York Eastern Time. Call us at 631-965-4990. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or on Android, WWSRN. Well, 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 uh, we have our first guest. Uh, we finally have him on. I want to give a shout-out to Carl. I, I love it. I love the arguments. I love going back and bantering. He's right. I do take shots, and I, I, do sh- I should listen to the fan, and I do sometimes. I just love to wound people up on this show. As much as I like to beat the hell out of you when we're off air, Speedy, I do like to wound people up. Anyways, we are now talking to Appalachian State tackle recruit Cole Asik. What's going on, Cole? Not much. How about you guys? 
Well, as you can know, as you know, we're getting callers. People attacking. This is what we do, man. Uh, at uh, at ten thirty at night, it, it never ends here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> How are you, man? How are you and your family doing with this pandemic? We're doing great. You know, we're just staying safe, staying inside. Um, you know, just watching the news and all that. Staying, you know, making sure we're not getting coronavirus or anything from our schools. So, just staying healthy. Did you enjoy the debate yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty funny, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't really watch the debates. I'm not a politician or political guy, but I had to pop it on because I love the faces that Donald Trump makes. It is the best, man. It's like the, fi- the fish look. He's funny, man. I, I love it. it. It's it's more like a comedy show. It really is. And Biden doesn't know what the hell he's talking about half the time. So it was great. It was It really was fun to watch. So there you go. Anyways... Um, what is it like being scouted by a Division One school like Appala- Appalachian State? I'm, I'm sure uh, I, I see that Air Force was recruiting you, Army was recruiting you, Bowling Green, Central Arkansas, some t- some very good schools. What made you decide, and, and what made you decide to go to Appalachian State? You know, I think it was the relationship that the coaches are building with me. I could feel, you know, that there was something going on in that school, especially up in those mountains. I was talking with the offensive line coach Cardwell, and, you know, he was transparent and he was honest with me from the very beginning about the school, the program. You know, they're in the Sun Belt, so they're not a Power 5 school, and there's a lot of kids that, you know, say they're ego or their parents. They really want to go into a Power 5 school. Um, that's just, you know, not the main thing I was looking for. The football organization and their history – I think in the past five years, they've won their division, or sorry, their conference and the bowl game straight for the past five years. And, you know, they were just pretty much being honest. They were talking about what's going on in the school. Um, I think we had an hour Zoom call going over tours um, and, like, points of interest among the campus. And, you know, I got to talk with some of the players on the team through FaceTime. And it was really just a relationship he was building. You know, he's a genuine guy. And same with Coach Clark. You know, a lot of head coaches for a lot of big football teams, they usually don't. Uh, get too involved with the recruiting process. So it was really good to kind of put names to faces and talk to all of them individually and, you know, know them on a personal level. So the Sun Belt you were talking about has had a very impressive start to this college football season. You got Louisiana, who's yeah. ranked. Uh, your team was ranked at the beginning of the season, but then lost to Marshall. Uh, a lot of upsets yeah. uh, throughout uh, against Power 5 schools a lot of the time. So do you think this is um, – how do you think this has been so far impressive-wise? And do you think it could be a sign of things for to come to grow into one of the better conferences? You know, absolutely. I think with App State beating South Carolina and North Carolina in the same year, um, it's raising a lot of attention and it's bringing a lot of kind of uh, people towards this conference. And, uh, you know, like again, Louisiana, that's a big rival, but it's great to see that someone in the Sun Belt is also getting ranked. Um, these big schools, you know, they kind of build that four star, five star recruitment level. And what they don't realize, I don't know if you saw Oklahoma just got upset by uh, Kansas State. They had zero four star and five star players on their team, and they beat Oklahoma, who's pretty much built off of those recruits. So I think, you know, with these smaller schools and group five schools starting to beat power five teams, it's not so much a chip on the shoulder as much as an expectation for a lot of these programs to go in and start beating these teams. Kansas State did that after losing to Arkansas State, who's in the Sun Belt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will say this. Oklahoma's always been overrated in my book. I mean, they come from a school. 
uh, high-powered offense, terrible defense. So I've always think they were. I've always thought they were an overrated school. They always bring in these top quarterbacks, running quarterbacks that are really more mobile than they are throwers. And and some of them have succeeded in the NFL. Kyler Murray looks like he's he's going to be a player. I, I think Baker Mayfield is a boss. That's just my opinion. Uh, but mm-hmm. over the years, I just think Oklahoma is more trying to feed to the offense, not feed to the defense. And when it comes to winning championships, it's all about defense. As you guys know, we are talking to Appalachian State tackle recruit Cole Asik. So, Cole, I, I'm reading right now your prospect info, your offensive tackle, 6'7", 240 pounds. Uh, are your plans after college it, to possibly be an NFL player? If so, are you looking to grow or put on 60, 70 pounds? Because that's what you're going to need to be an offensive tackle in the NFL. You know, yeah, the NFL, it's always a great it's a great opportunity that I will always be able to think about, especially if you're getting the opportunity to play college football. Um, personally, you know, I'm not like geared to be set for the NFL and kind of prepare there. I'm getting a free education and I plan to get a good degree in either finance or business and use that to my advantage and, you know, come out of college with no student loan debt. But, um, yeah, the NFL, I'd be more than willing to put on the 60, even 70 pounds and get ready to play. You know, those contracts, those are, those are a pretty big deal for sure, especially left tackles. But, um, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not like my plan A. But a plan B or a plan C would definitely be a, be the NFL. Yeah, so that shadows into my next question nicely. So we've seen a lot of smaller linemen succeed now in the NFL. Teams are prioritizing more quickness and agility linemen rather than the big brute strength guys. I mean, there are some exceptions, but most of the time because of the spread offenses like that. Do you think that kind of trend will continue? And also, have you been involved in any of those types of offenses, those RPO-type offenses at the high school level so far? Yeah, absolutely. Our team is really built around our quarterback, honestly. Um, that's kind of my point is that I think with all these thinner and faster offensive linemen, that's coming with the evolution of the quarterback position. You're getting guys like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and, you know, Russell Wilson. They all, they're really not known as, you know, pocket passers like a Tom Brady or a Ben Roethlisberger, say Drew Brees. So, you know, if you can tell five uh, offensive linemen who, you know, are usually supposed to be those 300, 350 pound guys, they can shift the line of scrimmage in the offensive line five, 10 yards outside of the box and keep the quarterback protected. I think, you know, it's going to start shifting to, you know, maybe slimmer guys that can maintain their agility and you can put maybe 30, 40 pounds on them and, you know, get them out into the middle of the field. And actually at uh, App State, you watch some highlights, their center, um, Noah Cannon, he's, he's in the end zone blocking some safety by the time the running back scoring. So, you know, I really do think that the agility of these offensive linemen is going to keep getting better and better and, you know, quicker and quicker. Cole, why don't you tell the fans, what is it like the recruit? What is it like being in the recruiting process and having some of these coaches reach out to you, come and sit down with your family, talk about the school, talk about Appalachian State, Air Force, Army, Bowling Green, all these schools come and sit down with you, and you become the center stage in that uh, living room or wherever you are, your kitchen. And what is it like t- being talked to by the coaches and telling them how much they want you there, how much they want you to play for their school, and, and they're going to give you a full-ride education uh, to go to their school? It's a super humbling experience. You know, I transferred to my new school, Tampa Catholic, from um, a public high school that, you know, there really weren't any recruits coming through. There really wasn't much popularity, especially with the reputation the school had. So coming into my junior season, um, I just I really wanted to just play some good football. But it's definitely an extremely humbling and honoring experience for sure to have these coaches, you know, want you to go to their school, their university. And, you know, some of them are military academies. 
And that's just, that's even a bigger opportunity, you know, um, not going there, that still doesn't discredit how grateful I was to get opportunities to go there. So, you know, being able to talk on the phone with these coaches and in person with some of them before, um, you know, shutdowns and COVID, all that happened, it truly was just an amazing experience. And it's one I'll definitely remember for the rest of my life. So I, we talk about with corners a lot of the time being a big trash talking position. And a lot of those corners think that they're the most trash talking position, but also on the line of scrimmage, there's definitely a lot between the offense and defensive linemen. Do you think offensive linemen and defensive linemen are just as much, if not more trash talkers than corners are? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, depending on the team you're talking to, there can definitely be a lot more in the trenches than, you know, cornerbacks or wide receivers, because every single play you're hitting the guy in front of you full speed. Um, there's really no avoiding contact at offensive defensive line. You know, a cornerback might get um, a half run block by a wide receiver 10 yards down the field. But, you know, playing tackle, guard, center, anywhere, defensive end, defensive tackle, you're, you know, if you're not talking and you're getting beat, you know, you're going to start getting bullied physically and verbally. So I definitely think you got to have, you know, some trash talk going in for the offensive line or defensive line. We are talking to Appalachian State tackle recruit Cole Asik. And by the way, all you fans out there, if you're watching the Yankee game, the Yankees, uh, uh, it's tied right now, 6-6. They were up 6-4, to four, and now it's 6-6. Six, so they're going into the sixth inning. It's tied 6-6. Six, six. So, uh, Cole, the offensive line, uh, people don't realize how important the tackle position is. And when you watch uh, not only college football, you watch the NFL, I think the three most important positions right now in, in, in professional football, it's quarterback, cornerback, and offensive tackle, left offensive tackle. So when, when you look at the position as a whole and, and being that you're a tackle, what is, what is the thing that really stands out to you? Is it the, the foot, the way you plant your feet? Is it the way you use your hand at the, as an offensive tackle? What makes an offensive tackle strong at their position? Um, I think it's the footwork and mental preparedness. You have to be able to know confidently that you know, you're going to be able to protect this quarterback and protect his career, whatever stage you're in high school, college, or the NFL, because, you know, one bad mess up your feet, you get broken inside or outside, that quarterback's going to go down and he's going to go down hard if he doesn't see that guy through his blind side. And um, so I just, I think, you know, if you have your good footwork, you don't have to be the biggest dude. Uh, obviously it helps to be, you know, very heavy and especially be sound for any bull rush. But um, I just I think it comes down to footwork with a lot of offensive linemen and being ready for any cutbacks. So do you think with the offensive linemen, uh, like I said, getting smaller before, but also, again, becoming more well-rounded as a whole, do you think they are just as valuable now, like Errol was saying, just as valuable to any offense as, as the skill players? Or do you think individually, or do you think it's more of a team unit type thing, where even if you have one great offensive lineman, you still need a great team unit because you have to gel, you have to mesh together. Do you think it's the biggest team unit of any offensive unit or even just any unit in football? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can see there's certain offensive linemen like the Giants. You know, I think they have, what, the guard. I forgot his name. He's supposed to be some standoff. Kevin Zietler or Will Hernandez. There's two of them. It's Hernandez. Um, Hernandez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, if you saw against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think Saquon Barkley had negative six yards rushing. Mm. So, you know, you can have a standout offensive lineman. And then if the rest of them are either, you know, average or a little bit under that, you're really going to struggle because if they're not communicating or, you know, they're not on the exact same page mentally and, you know, all in the same motion, you're going to get bit for that. And I just think it's real important they mesh, you know, as a team and personality-wise that they're all, you know, mentally there, sounding on the same page. Well, I will say this. Will Hernandez was a bust. 
he was so highly profiled. Everybody thought he was going to be a first-round draft pick. And the and everybody was saying that the uh, the Giants stole him in the second round. I remember Mikey C saying it. Yeah. And and I said that I think he was highly overrated. High, and no wonder why he fell to the second round. Because ever since he's come into the NFL, he's been a bust. I remember saying in that draft, too. I, I didn't mind him, but I you're right. I thought he was a little bit overrated. I wanted Braden Smith very badly, who's now playing great on the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah. Fi- I found him very highly overrated. And, uh, and again, I, I, another pick that Mikey C had that he thinks he's always right and he's completely wrong. So uh, Will Hernandez won't be in the NFL long, probably in the next two or three years when he becomes a free agent. He won't be on the Giants. and He'll be somewhere else. So uh, as you know, uh, we are talking to Appalachian State tackle recruit Cole Asik. Now, Cole, we like to have a little bit of fun with some of the uh, – the talented athletes that we have on the show, some of the recruits. We always ask silly questions. Are you ready for the silly questions? Yeah, yeah, you can shoot them. All right. First question, and and I want you to answer seriously. Boxers or briefs and why? <laughs> um, can I combine the both with boxer briefs as an answer? Yeah, you could, but why, why would you go with boxer briefs? You have to tell us why. Uh, I think it's a comfortable unit, you know, going to sleep. Sometimes they scrunch, or especially playing football, they just get super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I wore a brand. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. It's just called, it's called Ethica. They're, like, yes. um, tight, and, you know, they don't really budge that much. I think I'd have to go with those over any boxers or briefs. Yeah, you don't want them to hang. I, 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 that's, that's the yeah. quiet answer. I mean, I don't like them, too, because when you – especially when you're playing football, you're playing uh, full-contact sports like hockey, uh, it's enough that you have to wear those damn cups and those jock straps, all right? <laughs> And then you have to wear the – I've seen people in my day – I mean, I'm, I'm a lot older than you. I'm 38. You're a baby to me. I'm like – when you were when, – when you were born, I was, I, I was just graduating from high school. So um, – but when I was in high school, they didn't have the, um, the jock straps they, they have now where they're, they're made like boxer briefs and you just stick the damn cup in the boxer briefs. They don't have the – they didn't have that at them. You had to wear those damn jock straps that go a wrap around your leg. Cranking up your ass, and uh, you know you're wearing your boxers or your boxer briefs. If you're wearing boxers, I don't. Uh, I'll tell you right now, it's so uncomfortable. I I I, I will be yeah. the first person to tell you. But uh, yeah, you guys are I a lot luckier. Yeah, you guys are a lot luckier than we were. That's for sure. Um, second question: favorite snack to eat before a game, and why? Oh, that's easy. Yellow rice and chicken. That's for sure. I think it's just it's super filling. It's got the protein and. Um, my mom makes pretty good uh, chicken and rice, so I'd have to go with that. Really? I, I might have to come over for dinner. Mm-hmm. I like the chicken <laughs> yeah, and yellow rice. Those, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. makes she makes good chicken and yellow rice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's healthy, and that's that gives you a lot of protein. Speedy, have you ever had yellow rice before? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. You like Spanish rice, Speedy? I do. Yeah. Are you Spanish? No. What, then why do you like Spanish rice? I like Mexican food. So, so are you Mexican? No. All right, that's just a good question. Why? I can't like Mexican food. I have to be Mexican like Mexican. Uh, well, food. I, I don't know. I, I'm just asking you. I mean, you, you look a little Mexican sometimes. Okay. Judge, <laughs> you can judge that for yourself. Uh, well, I, I do judge it. I'm asking you right now. You gotta ch- you gotta trim that beard, man. You look like the werewolf. <laughs> look like you look werewolf. like a werewolf, man. I mean, seriously, you're starting to scare me when I'm sitting next well, to you. You know, you know me well. I do come out at night. Oh, you do come out at night. <laughs> That's a scary thought. I mean, uh, by the way, if, if, if you want, uh, Cole, you can hide under your desk because if he comes out at night, you better run. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you're six foot seven, 240 pounds, so I don't know what you're going to be running from. So, anyways. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine, Cole. You're, you, 
you'll, you'll be fine. You won't be the prime target. Well, who's going to be the prime target? Not telling. Oh, so you're, you're pointing I, fingers to me. No, Is that what you're saying? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't chase you if I was a werewolf. <laughs> well, well, what would you be? Yes, you would. You, you can't stand me half the time. What are you talking about? Yeah, but you wouldn't be a public enemy. I am a public enemy to everybody. You hear that call? <laughs> uh, I'm public yeah, enemy yeah. number one on this show. Uh, I got I got my money on you. <laughs> I got my money on me, too. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, third question. Blondes or brunettes and why? <laughs> I think there's only one right answer. Uh, my girlfriend's a brunette, so I'm going to have to go with brunettes <laughs> on that one. Well, what is your girlfriend's name? Uh, Melanie. Melanie. Okay. Is, is she yeah. going to be following you to Appalachian State? Um, you know, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, really haven't talked about it too much, but you know, I don't know. Uh, is how long you guys been together? Uh, two years tomorrow, actually. Really? Uh, what are you guys doing? I want to yeah. hear this. I want to hear this. Yeah, what are you going to school? Well, then you could do like a Zoom call. You can celebrate a Zoom call. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you up there in Appalachian State right now? Um, no, we plan on going up for Thanksgiving now. Okay. You know, trying to see if we can get an Airbnb up there, depending on what restrictions are. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So here's the last question. I'm going to give you five women's names, or I might add men. I don't know. It might be a tricky situation <laughs> here. I want you in order to tell me who would you go out on a date from one to five. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. You can go ahead for it. All right. And don't tell your girlfriend, Calm down. This is just uh, it's just part of the show here, okay? All right. All right. First one, Katy Perry. Second one, uh, Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. Third one, Ariana Grande. Fourth one, Shakira. Fifth one, Speedy Petey, the one sitting next to me, the werewolf. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carrie Underwood and Ariana Grande probably fifth and fourth. I think they just sing too much. <laughs> like they get pretty annoying pretty quick. Um, Speedy is automatically a first. Really? That's pretty. <laughs> that's a pretty easy one. And then I think what was it? Uh, Katy Perry. Yes, Katy Perry. Yeah, probably a third one. She sings too. She sings a lot <laughs> in weird songs. And then uh, who was who was the last one? Katy Perry, um, who else do we say, Speedy? Do we? Katy Perry, Carrie, uh, Shakira, oh, Shakira. Yeah. Whoever it is, yeah. They're yeah. all singers. They're all singers. I think, I think Speedy gets my rose. Yeah, I know why Speedy gets number one, because you have a girlfriend already. That's why. <laughs> I should have put five guys. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they don't sing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, you're a hilarious man. You really are. Uh, how old are you, by the way? Uh, 17. Oh, man, you're a baby, man. Six foot seven, <laughs> 240 pounds. Man, who, how tall is your father? Uh, he's six foot. He's six foot and you're six seven? How big is your mom? Yeah, 5'11". Oh, she's a big woman. She's a tall woman. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty tall. Yeah, that's really tall for a woman. That's, that's model stature right there. You know, you know, if she was single, I'd hook Speedy up with her. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Mom. 
Just kidding, Mom. I'm just kidding. We like to have fun here. Your son's well, at least uh, I don't have son approval. What happened? At least I don't have son approval. In that no, weird he wouldn't approve you dating his mom. What are you kidding me? Anybody that looks like a werewolf like you would not want to be dated by you. Well, as long as I don't sing. Apparently, that's the basis here. Yeah. <laughs> My God, how do you know his mom doesn't like a guy that can sing? Well, well, clearly, Cole, clearly, clearly Cole doesn't. Sure. So, what was that? Does your father? <laughs> yeah. Does your father sing? No. No? No, absolutely. I don't think he's, no. I haven't seen him dance in about 50 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the fans how they can find you on social media. Um, it's just my first and last name, Cole Essex, C-O-L-E-E-S-S-E-K. <laughs> and what, uh, you, you're funny, man. You are funny. Well, uh, <laughs> Uh, when the season starts uh, next year, when you're ready to play, I would love to get you back on, talk a little Appalachian State football, where you're at, uh, how much weight you gained, and, and really uh, everything, your growth as a, as a football player. We'd love to get you on again. You seem like you're a straightforward, cool, collective guy. I'm rooting for you, man. I really am. I'm rooting for all the, the great young uh, recruits that we've interviewed throughout our shows. Uh, you seem like a pretty down-to-earth kid, and I want to see you uh, get all your dreams and go, go for your own, man. I really do appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Yeah, it means a lot. Thank you guys for having me. You know, it's a great opportunity. It was great to talk to you guys tonight. Absolutely. Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is definitely one of the best moments. Well, there you go, man. I, I mean, I, I didn't mean to try to hook Speedy up with your mom. I was just kidding, you know. I, I don't want you going <laughs> yeah, looking I for I don't me. know what I am at this rate. One second I'm a werewolf. The other thing, I just have to not sing. And then, uh, yeah. Well, you, as long as you yeah. don't sing, you know. Maybe if you, you can sing a little bit better than his father, maybe you have a chance. I'll send you a couple love letters. <laughs> I love this kid. This kid's funny. I, I like it. I like it. Thank you, man. And I'm, I'm definitely stay in touch. We're going to be in touch with you. We'd love to get you back on again. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. We were just talking to Appalachian State tackle recruit Cole Asik. Uh, Asik. Nice kid. Really nice kid. And he doesn't want you dating his mom. Okay. Oh, I probably wouldn't either. No, well, offense. He, no, been... no offense, Cole. I, I don't need to do anything awkward here. Awkward? What, what's awkward about that? His mother is a beautiful woman. Uh, what's awkward about it? Maybe she is. No, she is. She's a beautiful woman. Okay. I mean, Cole's a, Cole looks like a good-looking guy. I mean, why, why, why wouldn't you think his mother was a sexy I'm not woman? denying that. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to put any shade on her as his mother. I'm just saying. Uh, you just a... said you would never date her. Yeah, because of the age difference. <laughs> well, who cares? Age is just a number, buddy. I'm eight years older than only eight years older than Cole. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> you know, you know. I've always said I'm closer to Cole in age than you. Than you. <laughs> You're right, but uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, never mind. Anyways, when we come back, we're going to get into some NBA conversation. By the way, after our show, we're going to have a special uh, NBA special with the hit list. Carl's coming on with his boys. They're going to talk about the NBA Finals, tonight's game. I think the Lakers are up right now. The Lakers three. were up at halftime, I think 65 to 53 or something. Yeah, like it was, it was a, I think it was seven or eight points. But mm-hmm. uh, when we come back, we'll get into some NBA conversation here on the Below the Mic. The Below the Mic or Below, below the, mic. the Mic? You know, Speedy, go, go, go look for a full moon or something. I'm Below the Mic. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ho, ho, Jason Derulo here. Oh. 
Should I sing with him? If he wants. My name is Speedy. Oh, oh, oh. I look like a werewolf. Oh, oh. I see the moon. Oh, oh, oh. I wear no underwear under my jeans. Oh, oh. I tell you, I dance no more. Oh, oh, oh. I do my high kicks. Oh, oh, oh. I knew that I knew that I couldn't dance. I saw the moon and I look like trash. Oh, as you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. New York Eastern Time. You can call us at 631-965-4990. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to sing with me and Speedy every single Wednesday, you can find us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, and Android, WWSRN. Well, according to your logic, you'll be singing and I'll be howling. (laughs) Yeah, you howl. I mean, well, if you keep growing that beard, it's just scary by itself. I mean, really, it is. I mean, you look like... uh, I don't. I wouldn't say a werewolf. Uh, remember um, what, Earthworm Jim? Remember that? No. Well, you're too. Yeah. I think Carl remembers it. It was a video game, and they made a cartoon about it. And uh, you know, you look like a little worm with hmm. some hair. You know what I mean? A little worm. A worm with hair. A worm with hair. <laughs> that is an interesting thing. I never we'll thought of before. We'll call you Earthworm Speedy. Okay, Earthworm Speedy. Anyways, I want to get it to the NBA, and a lot of people want to talk about right now. Uh, L.A. is up 93-65 against Miami, almost 30 points. Does anybody think that this is going to be a blowout NBA championship? No. You don't think so? No. I don't know, man. Miami, I don't think, think is that bad where they're going to— You know what bothers me? You know what bothers me about this is that LeBron has three championships. He's going to win a fourth. This is going to be a very easy championship for him. And then if he does come close to Michael Jordan, if he wins six championships— we are never going. We're never going to hear the end of trying to compare him to Michael Jordan, okay? Because he's nothing like Michael Jordan. And anybody that thinks, even if he wins six titles, I still wouldn't compare him to Michael Jordan. He's not Michael Jordan. He's just not. He's been to. Uh, at one point, he was at eight straight NBA championships, and he only won three out of the eight NBA championships mm-hmm. that he was in. That's not good I enough lost for a me. Bad one against the Mavericks. Yes, it, it's not good enough for me, but. Right now, I'm, I'm bringing up the numbers right now, and everybody keeps talking about it, and they're like, I haven't watched the game, and I know a lot of people are saying, are you watching the game? I'm not watching the game. Right now, Jimmy Butler has 21 points. He leads right now um, the Miami Heat. Um, uh, Bam Abadio, who everybody keeps saying uh, is almost as good as Anthony Davis, well, <laughs> he only has eight points and two rebounds, so I don't know about that. Uh, right now, the Lakers, the lead guy is... Anthony Davis, 30 points and um, how many rebounds? He's got three blocks. Uh, He's dominating. Six rebounds. LeBron James right now uh, has 17 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists. He's going to have a triple-double tonight. Listen, I'm not going to take away how great LeBron James is because LeBron James is a great, great NBA player. He's one of the best NBA players ever stepped foot on the court. 
Okay, I think he's the second. By the time he's done, he will be rated as the second best NBA player in NBA history. Yeah, I think so too. Because just because I think he's he's very well rounded. Even though he hasn't won as much as he should have in those NBA finals, he still made it there, which is a big accomplishment in itself. And again, there's not a lot of players that are as well rounded as somebody like LeBron James and obviously Michael Jordan, who's the greatest of all time. So yeah, I would probably say that too. I'd probably say the only one you could argue is Kareem Abdul- Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul Jabbar is nowhere close to Michael Jordan. No, I'm talking about in comparison to LeBron for number. Two is what I'm saying. Um, no, LeBron James is better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Which is I, fair. Which is fair. I'm just saying that's the only. He'll have one. all the records. LeBron already has almost every single playoff record. Okay, he by the time he's done with his career in the regular season, he'll probably have every single, practically every single regular season record. So you can't really take that away. I know the NBA is different than it was in the '90s, in the '80s, in the '70s, in the '60s. It is. The game is a, a lot faster pace. I mean, these athletes are built like oxes. I mean, LeBron James is six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds. He's built like a Buick. Okay, I, I think if a car hit him, it would probably break. I mean, the guy is built. He's unbelievable. And, and, and the way he jumps, the way he dominates. This guy's 36 years old, and he's still dominating the league. So it, it's phenomenal what you see and the specimen that LeBron James is. There's no question that he's a great player. What bothers me about people trying to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan did it in a time where I think the game was a lot better. I think the, the players were a lot better. And you could put your hands on the players. Uh, now, if you put a pinky on a player, he's going to the line. So it's a completely different game, defensively and offensively. <laughs> yeah. But uh, right now, I just think the Lakers are just so much better than the Miami Heat. I mean, it, it, to me, Miami is very lucky to be where they are. They really are. They beat Milwaukee. I think they were better than Milwaukee, but the way they ran through the Celtics, I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought the Celtics were the better built team. Miami has been a great fourth quarter team, though, all postseason. What does that mean? Uh, it means they know how to finish, which uh, is but key that's, in the playoffs. Each series is a different series, Speedy. You, you can't, and that's what I, I don't understand people. When you, why, to try, why does everybody try to compare and contrast each round? Uh, it all, it, it, I mean, from, from the, for, for the full playoffs. You've got you to gotta elaborate on the teams that they play in each round because it's a, different, it's a different game. It's a different team you're playing. You might be playing a better defensive team in, in the second round than you are playing in the first round. You might be playing a better offensive team in the third round than you are playing in the second round, the semifinals from the Eastern Conference Championship. It's different. So you can't really compare and contrast. Uh, the longevity, and I agree with you, Carl, uh, LeBron's longevity is amazing. No question like you said. Now, and and, I, and I, I think by the time LeBron James is done, he'll probably stay in the NBA until he gets a chance to play with his son. Because I think Bronny uh, will be in the NBA. Uh, he's one of the top young prospects that are, uh, is right now deciding if he's going to go play college ball or go play in the G League and then eventually get himself into the NBA, uh, NBA uh, draft. Mm-hmm. And, you so, think, and you think that G League is going to be a lot more popular, too, with yes. all these young players. Well, because of money. I mean, you're, you're hearing some of these G League players getting $500,000. Uh, what would you rather do? Would you rather go play college basketball and try to win a national championship? Or I'm from a poor family. I want I can make five hundred thousand dollars and eventually and actually sign Nike endorsements now where I can make a couple million dollars before I even step foot on an NBA court. So do you think the G League will grow into that where that you're able to do that? And pay, Absolutely. Because remember, you also have to pay also have to pay the other players that are there. It's not just the the G League is technically labeled as a development league. That just doesn't mean it's just for draft prospects though either. What would you rather? Would you rather win a national title or five hundred thousand dollars? Well, it depends on where you're recruited. What would you rather? 
recruited. Most of these guys are going to get recruited to top-end colleges. So what would you rather? Because you're not going to get your degree. Most of these guys are one and done. That's what they are. So what would you rather do? Would you rather go and play for Duke or go play in the G League Make $500,000 in endorsements and step foot on the NBA court the year after. Well, the, other, the other end of it, though, Answer is the question. The, the other end of it, though, is the development aspect of it. Development? Of, you could develop your skills in the G League. Maybe, but you're also— Look at Paul. Right, but you're also playing against— Look at LaMelo. He went overseas. He developed his skill. Right, but you're also playing against professionals right away, then, in that case, which if you're not ready for it, that could be a big whammy. Right? Oh, right give me a break. Career. What would you do, Speedy? I'm just saying. It depends what on would where, you do, Speedy? It depends on what level Answer of the question. you are. Answer— the question. If you're know, a top I prospect. I don't know what I would do. If you're a top prospect, okay? And you answer the question. Level. Top prospect. All these guys that we're talking about are top NBA prospects. So what would you rather do? Go play one year of college basketball and get nothing out of it. Get nothing out of it. Or make $500,000 and endorsements. their draft stock in college really? basketball, too. Really? And you can rise your draft stock over there in the G League. Yeah, I think it's more likely to fall, though, in the G League, too. How do you know? Because you're playing against professionals right away. And they're going to be playing against professionals the year after. What makes you think that playing in 20 games or 30 games in college basketball is going to make you a better player? Because you're also, if, you, if you're like you're saying, you're going to learn from a lot of these top coaches. You're going to learn from the better talent that you're playing against. You're playing against better talent, so you're going to become a better player. You always want to play against the better players. You're not playing against better players in college. So, again, you're wrong, Speedy. Now, what would you rather do if you're a top prospect? Would you rather go and make money now or go play college basketball? Answer the question. Right, but that, that could be the only, Answer money. That the could be the only money you make. Though. Answer the question. Any, well, hold on one second. The only money you make? You're a top prospect. How many play? How many players so far that we've seen decide to go play in the G League, then go and play in college basketball? Right now, it's only a small amount because it's a new three. concept. Yeah, three. Right, and they were top prospects, and they're going to be in the NBA draft this okay. coming year. Right, and, and again, we'll and ne- they're still going to be top picks. We'll never. That's fine. I, 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 well, that's fine. I, I, we're I, I, never going to know. Was that the call of a werewolf? We're never going to know though until we see a larger sample of that kind of decision. Because again, you're not going to get the. You're going to get. You're going to play against professionals right away. Which again, if you do succeed, good for you. That that that'll be end up helping. But again, there's going to be some guys that maybe their body's not built for it yet. Maybe again, the professional level is just too much. Where in college, you're going to have some games to showcase your skills and showcase your numbers, stuff like that. You could do that in the G League, too. But you might not get the same reps, though, is what I'm saying. Because there's also professionals already in the league and already on your team. Well, wait a second. If they're going to pay you $500,000 to go and play on their team, you don't think that they're going to give you reps? Maybe, but again, the the team already has a lot of other NBA-type guys that are Carl would rather go play college, but I I would beg to differ. I I would go and play and make money. These kids don't have any money, and a lot of these schools are trying to pay them under the table when, to me, I'd rather just take the money over the table and not worry about the consequences when I'm in the NBA and stories are going to come out that I took money under the table. Look what DeAndre uh, uh, Ayton's doing right now. I mean, he has looked bad as an NBA player ever since he's come to the NBA. And he's a good player. He has looked bad because he took $100,000 under the table. <laughs> All right? I, we, we, how many times have we have we've heard Zion Williamson? Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, there are stories coming out that is, uh, Duke bought him a house, helped his family buy a house, and gave him $100,000. Uh, we don't know. If it is true, it makes Zion Williamson look bad. It does. It makes the, t- the oh, yeah. Duke Blue Absolutely. Devils look bad, and it makes him look bad. So what would you rather do? 
if I was a top prospect, this is what I would do. I would go and play in the G League and take the money now. That's what I would do because there's nothing to be hidden, and that's what you want. Most of these kids come from very poor places, Chicago and the poor areas, New York, L.A., even Oklahoma. These places are poor, even Detroit, very poor places. They're not, they're not from – most of these guys are not from money. So I, I think it would be the smart thing for them to do. So that's just me. I mean, again, you have to see on a larger sample, though, how many of those players actually succeed. You're right. They're top prospects. Just because they're top prospects doesn't mean they're guaranteed great players. We even said this draft is top-heavy. There's three great players, and then it's a big drop-off after that. So, if again, enough of those players are like that, and even draft classes are like that, there's no guarantees. Oh, the Yankees' bullpen looks like they're getting into trouble. Uh-uh-uh. Three and one. Uh, men on first and second. One out. Cleveland, and who do they have on the phone? Um, who's that? Number Lindor, 53. Lindor is up, and Britain's on the mound. Britain. Yep. So, uh, we will see. Uh, now it's two, three and two. We'll see if Britain can get Lindor out in the double play. Well, he can't get him on the double play. So, he's going to have to strike him out and, and try to get out of this inning. Ah, uh, man. But uh, that's the NBA. Uh, right now, I, I, look at, I look at the NBA as a whole. I won't. I won't start talking about that at the NBA until really the second and third game because I don't know who's going to win this series. I'm going. My my money's on the Lakers. I think the Lakers are the better team. I I just think the Miami Heat. It's a great story. They don't belong in the NBA championship. They don't. So uh, I give Miami a lot of credit for being where they are. I just think the Lakers are in a different league. They're just in a different league. Who are you texting over Our there? guest. All right, so what's going on? Uh, his camera just went out, so I think we're going to have to do it over the phone. <laughs> okay, so we'll do it over the phone. You don't have to text him. Put it down. We're on a live show. Put it down. We're on a live show. How many times do I have to tell you? We're on a live show. You do not text on a live show. Okay? Right, do you understand that, or do I have to explain it over and over again? All right. You are looking at the camera and talking, and then when we go to break, then you text him. Okay? Jeez, man. I, it's like talking to a baby. How many years have I been working with this kid and he does the opposite of everything I tell him? Every single thing I tell him. So, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I want to congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, for winning the NHL championship, uh, the Stanley Cup. Uh, they were the better team than the Dallas Stars. And uh, with some of the superstars that we've seen and, and what they have done, I, I think it's been fantastic It's a fantastic story when you talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a team last year that was on a record-breaking pace. They got knocked out by the Blue Jackets in the first round, and everybody was saying uh, this team is a a talented team that's never going to go anywhere. They go into the COVID-19, I guess you can call it the COVID Cup, and um, they outplayed every single team they played in each round. And they they went through a lot of good teams. It's not like that was easy for them. They had to beat the Boston uh, the Boston Bruins, who I thought was by far the best team in the NHL playoffs. And they, they ran right through them. I don't want to hear about Tuka Rask. It doesn't matter who was in that. They would have beaten Tuka Rask, too. Yeah. So Tampa was the better team. They were the, they were the best team in, in the playoffs as far as talent is concerned. I just didn't think they had it in them. But I was very surprised. I give them a lot of credit. Very surprised. I, I was... I was very impressed with the way they played. I, I really was. Yeah, they took a lot of overtime, too. A lot of double overtime, triple overtime, and they had, the, they had the five overtime game against Columbus. And again, once they beat Columbus, you could tell something was different with that team. The way they were playing, they were a lot grittier than they normally are. So you could definitely tell something was happening. And even, again, losing that double overtime game in game five, they bounced back well and just dominated that whole game. 
I will say this. I was very happy that Tampa won. And the reason why is it makes me feel good that the team that beat the Islanders was the team that won the Stanley Cup. Because what it told me, or what it tells me, that if the Islanders got through Tampa, they probably would have won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think so, too. So it, that's what it tells me. And, and in my eyes, the Islanders were the second-best team left in the playoffs. It, it, you know, and, and listen, Dallas had a great season. They really did. I can't mock them. They're a bunch of veterans. I don't think you're going to see the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, for a very long time. Yeah, they're an old the team. The West. Yeah. Uh, they're an old team, and they're, they're a team that's going to have to figure out ways they can rebuild. But uh, this was their year. I, they knocked off, I believe, uh, the best team in the Western Conference in the Vegas Knights, I, my Stanley Cup champion. Um, but the Vegas Knights, uh, again, another year, uh, another season where they were one of the top teams in the NHL, and they fell apart in the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this has happened for the three years that they've been in the league. They were in the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. Uh, they got knocked off about uh, to me against a team that they were much better than. And then uh, last year they got knocked out. I think in the second round they got they blew a three to one lead against the Sharks mm-hmm. in the second round. Mm-hmm. And then they almost did it again against Vancouver. They ended up winning that series, but then they lost in five games against Dallas this year. Yeah, so uh, I feel bad for the the. Um, Vegas Knights, but they're still a very young team. Yeah, they'll and, be fine. And they have uh, a bunch of good young players. We interviewed one of their uh, prospect goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's there's a good opportunity uh, moving forward to the Vegas Knights in the future. Yeah, you got to see what they're going to be doing. Speaking of the goaltending, you got to see what they're going to be doing with Flurry because there's a lot of trade rumors swirling with him now. Now that Robin Leonard's been, he was at a great year, and we'll see if they re-sign him again to one of those to a bigger contract because he's, they signed him on a prove-it contract because he had that one great year with the Islanders after just having a bunch of injury issues. Mm. So now he's going to want a lot of money. So we'll see if Vegas gives it. Who to are him. we talking about? Uh, Robin Leonard. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, well, the Islanders are, are known to lose players, so there we go. Well, the Islanders, I think, will be fine at goalie when it comes to the future. <laughs> no, the, uh, the, the Islanders are fine. They have uh, Sorokin, and Sorokin's going to be a star in the league. But I want to finish up because uh, we have our guest uh, coming on in just a few moments. Uh, we will be talking to UCF tight end recruit Nathan uh, Borboom. That's a, that's a pretty cool last name. <laughs> yes, Borboom. I agree. <laughs> Mr. Borboom. Um, but I, I do want to finish up with the NFL and Thursday night football is Jets and Broncos tomorrow. I know a lot of people want to hear my take on it. There really is no take. If the Jets were smart and, and I'm sure the players know this, if Adam Gase and it came out on, on the herd and if, if Gase loses on Thursday night football, he will be fired after the game. So, uh, I know a lot of Jet fans are praying that they lose this game because they want to move on from Adam Gase. If you're hearing this, Adam Gase is not going to save his job. No matter what happens at the end of the season, if he stays on the Jets, if the Jets win four games in a row, Adam Gase is done. His, his career as a New York Jets head coach is over. He's not, he's not, gonna get, he's not keeping his job. I w- I, I've been hearing insiders saying that the, the Jets have reached out to um, agents that are, are, you know, college coaches and NFL coaches. So the Jets are already starting to think on who their next head coach is going to be. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be a college coach. I don't know if it's going to be an offensive or defensive coordinator in the NFL right now. I would, I do believe the Jets will interview Eric Bieniemy, and That's I think they should hope for. Yeah, and I think Eric Bieniemy will win the job. I think he will get the job. 
I really do believe that. Mm. They did interview him last year, uh, two years ago. He did not get the job. I think they, I, a lot of teams thought that he wasn't ready to be a head coach in the league. It's been two years later. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best offensive team in the NFL right now, and he's one of the main reasons why. Uh, you bring in an offensive mind that's been under Andy Reid's, uh, you know, you know Andy Reid's tutorship, tutorship for for the last couple of years, uh, you have an opportunity to be a successful coach in the NFL. So, And the Jets need a guy that understands what it is to uh, develop a quarterback, something yeah. that half these coaches, the Todd Bowles and the guru, quarterback guru, <laughs> and Adam Gase has no idea what he's doing either. So uh, unfortunately, Sam Donald's had the brunt of this. I feel bad for Sam. So, um, By the way, um, haha, see you talk trash on me saying go Lightning because they won the Stanley Cup. Um, again, Carl, I talked trash about the Lightning because it, it was over. I just wanted to mention, I wanted to give him a congratulations because I didn't do that uh, on any of the shows. So I, I gave him a congratulations because I, they well-deserved. I think the Lightning were the best team. After they knocked off the Bruins, they were the best team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they deserve it. I, I, I think their coach stinks. I, I Talent wins everything. With with professional sports, you need decent coaching. I'm not saying their coach is bad. I just think that they, if they had C.V. Eisman coaching the team, they would have won the Stanley Cup a couple of times mm-hmm. already. But, but even so, speaking of that, the, actually the GM that replaced Steve Eisman, I forget his name, uh, I saw this on Twitter, bringing a lot of the guys that they did for their fourth line guys, guys like Blake Coleman and Barclay Goudreau and guys like that, really helped – the Lightning play with not necessarily a different identity, but they could play a little tougher. They could play a little deeper with the team rather than just playing very cute and finesse hockey like they did last year. Even though that's still their strength, that those moves ended up making a big difference as well with that kind of thing because they became a little more well-rounded and tough when they needed to be. I, I did hear that. Uh, who's co- who's the quarterback for the Broncos tomorrow? Huh? Brett Rippian is the quarterback for the Broncos. Brett who? Brett Rippian. He's Mark Rippian's son. He, I know who he is. Yeah, he, I, I said who because this no-name quarterback is going to beat the Jets tomorrow. <laughs> By double digits. I don't know about double, double uh, digits. That would be the most Jets thing of all time. I don't think it's going to be double digits. I think they'll beat the Jets tomorrow. I do. Okay. I think they have... I think they have more, still more offensive weapons than the Jets do. They do. And even with all the injuries they have, they still have more weapons. They still than have the Jerry Jets Judy. Do. They still have the players that they had and they drafted. And mm-hmm. I, I, I still think they're going to explode on Thursday Night Football. I, I do not see the Jets winning tomorrow. <laughs> the, Jets are, the Jets are probably going to lose to a, a quarterback in college at Boise State that was not even a primary guy. He was a platoon guy. He wasn't even the full-time starter. <laughs> and he, now he's going to start and probably beat the Jets. Well, I, I that think would be, that would be the best end. I that think, would be the biggest ending for it, Adam Gates I to would, cast. I would say this, uh, C.J. Desimone, I, I'm sure, even though he wouldn't pray for the Jets to lose, I think a lot of Jet fans are praying that the Jets will lose tomorrow because they want Adam Gase out. So uh, I, I, no matter what happens, Adam Gase is going to lose his job. Even yeah. if they win, uh, and they win five, six games in a row, I, I think Adam Gase, I think the Jets organization knows that Adam Gase is done. So, and, and he's not gonna, they're not going to move forward with Adam Gase as the head coach. I think that even if they win tomorrow by you know a field goal, I th- I still think he'll be fired. Mm-hmm. I really do. If the Jets I, win seven to three, he'll still be fired. <laughs> I, I just don't uh, tell Speedy how to pronounce Rippin. Rip in. <laughs> he is saying it wrong. <laughs> uh, by the way, Carl is a teacher, so he's helping you out with your All English. Right, thank man. you, Carl. There you go. Uh, you know, Carl, I'm I'm trying to help you out here. Anyways, um. But I, I, I do think that Sam Darnold, I, it bothers me because I think the kid, as good as the kid I believe he is, 
I have a feeling that the Jets are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. And I believe the Jets are going to get the number one pick. And I just I can't see the Jets passing up on Trevor Lawrence. Nah. I just can't. I, I, as good as Sam Darnold could be in the league, and, as, and, and I know a lot of people, and it might be up to the coach, too, whoever they bring right. in. He might say, you know what, I can, I can turn Sam Darnold into a star. You know what I mean? Or maybe the Jets believe Sam Donald could still be a star, and they're going to bring in a pass rusher, the top pass rusher in the country. Yeah. I, I don't know what they are, the best corner in the country. Maybe the Jets decide to trade out of that pick and try to get as much picks as they possibly can out of that. But Jamar Chase is a wide receiver, another option for them, too. Well, Jamar Chase, uh, we don't know where Jamar Chase is going to. And the Jets, uh, again, still have a lot of draft stock. So if they want to move up, and give up their one and their three to move up to get uh, their top wide receiver. They could probably move in the top ten by doing that, you know. So uh, it, this might be the year where the Jets are going to really decide on where they are going to be in the future and how they want their they want to declare their future to be. So mm-hmm. as of right now, my honest opinion, I, I, I think the Jets are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. I, I can't see it any uh, getting better. I think it's going to get worse. Um, I, I think the Jets will get the number one pick and. It's going to be a lot of thoughts on what the Jets are going to do with that pick or if the Jets believe in Sam Donald. I, I know a lot of people would stand out and say that, you know, uh, uh, Sam is still young enough and still can Remember, after next year, because after next year, next year will be his fourth year. Mm-hmm. And he will have his fifth-year uh, quarterback option, his rookie contract, right. because he was a top-three pick. Problem with that is, after that, if he does prove himself, you've got to pay him. And that really affects your salary cap moving forward. Do the Jets believe that Sam Donald doing, even if he has one good year, is going to be the quarterback of the future? I don't know. I don't know what the Jets are thinking. If I was a GM, the first thing that pops into my head is I don't want to pay this guy. That's the first thing I'm going to say. So what could we get for Sammy? Right, especially with a lot of unknowns with this Jets team right now, especially with who the coach is going to be. Who Even if, uh, again, they, they change up entire coaching staffs, too. It might even not just be Adam Gase. It's going to be everyone else, too. So do they go with a college-type offense? Does enemy want his own guys? I mean, what, what is he going to want if mm. it is enemy, Or even if it's a veteran coach that maybe we didn't see coming. Uh, Carl says, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Tua? Oh, it's Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, absolutely. Tua's so overrated. I I never liked Tua. Never liked him in Alabama. Sam Donald's a better quarterback than Tua. And and Sam Donald's going to be a good quarterback in this league. It might not be with the Jets uh, if if they decide to go with Trevor Lawrence, if they have the number one pick. But wherever they decide to trade him, Pittsburgh or wherever they – it could be Pittsburgh. There was something on Twitter. I forget if it was Juju who said it or Sam Donald. He said, I wouldn't mind reuniting with with Juju or something like that. I think it was Juju because I think he was entering free agency. I wouldn't mind reuniting with Sam Donald. So maybe maybe the Steelers will take him on. I don't know. Maybe that or Juju going to the Jets. I mean, Jets have a lot of money in free agency. I, I could see the Jets doing that. Uh, When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to UCF tight end recruit Nathan Barboom here on Below the Mic. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. As you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every day. Single Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. New York Eastern Time. You can call us at 631-965-4990. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. 
iOS, ladies and gentlemen, Apple. Download our app, WWSRN. Android, WWSRN. Now you can match them up now. It's not no longer Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can do that, too, on Android. But it's WWSRN. It's right on the top. Download our app. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have our second guest on the show now. We are now talking to UCF tight end recruit Nathan Borboom. What's going on, Nathan? Not too much, man. How's it going on there? Man, I, I tell you this, man. You have the the, the awesome. You have an awesome last name. I, I mean, Borboom. I mean, like instead of Boom Boom, I, I like Boom Boom. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah it's got the Boom Boom. Room? I mean, I've always liked Borboom, man. Hey, you know, this is one. This one God gave me, so I mean, nothing yeah. I can change about it. Well, you know, you, you should. You know, your nickname. You should have the Boom Boom Room. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if if you become the tight end that everybody expects you to be, man, you can have that. You know, have um, Darrell Revis at Revis Island. We can call you the Boom Boom Room if you want. If you, I like it. Yeah, man. you know I like what it. I mean. A Nathan Borboom. If you if you want to come to Nathan's house, you come to the Boom Boom Room. What do you think about that? Man, I really do like that, man. I might have to copyright or something. Well, you you should, man. Uh, put that in yeah, if you entering the Boom Boom Room. You know, you see, look at all those wolves in the background, man. Uh, you should have the Boom Boom Room. You, you should have the Boom Boom Room right in the back, you know? Anyways. Oh, as you guys know, we are talking to UCF tight end recruit Nathan Borboom. Nathan, how are you and your family doing with this pandemic? Uh, I mean, it's been pretty good here. I mean, we're pretty close to the naval base here, so, you know, Virginia closed down really, really quick, and schools haven't been open or anything. But, I mean, we've been, you know, staying safe, wearing the mask, doing what we can. So you're obviously with UCF now who's in the AAC, who's one of the rising conferences in college football. I mean, they've played outplayed a lot of Power 5 conferences. Do you think they'll become eventually that Power 5 conference, at least in football, just getting the respect they deserve? Because they've played a lot better than a lot of Pac-12 and Big 12 teams. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody always says power five, group of five, all that crap. For me, it's who's the best. Like, I mean, you put the ball down. We beat an ACC team last week. I mean, not last week, two weeks ago. I'm sorry. But, you know, like, it's just it's competition, man. It's football. That's why I mean, that's why I love the game. You know, it's it doesn't matter about the ACC, Big 12, whatever you want to call yourself. It matters about are you going to win? You're going to lose. Nathan, I, I'm looking at some of the, the the schools that were recruiting you. One of them, Appalachian State, and we just interviewed an Appala- Appalachian State recruit, Cole Asik. What made you decide to go to UCF out of all these different schools, Buffalo, Charlotte, Buffalo, who, uh, uh, what's his name again, came from? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack came from. There are a lot of good schools on this list. What made you choose UCF out of all these different schools? Um, first of all, I really, I mean, I really had to get down and pray about it, first of all, and just really ask God what the best decision would be for me. And, I mean, the relationship that I've had with the UCF coaches have always been very upfront and always real. It's never been and felt like I've been getting recruited there. It's always just felt like, hey, you know, I'm calling my coach to see what's up, you know, to watch some film, to watch whatever, just to, you know, to talk. And, you know, it's just – it. Being the son of a football coach, being around football my entire life, you know what's real and you know what's fake. So, I mean, I went with with what was real. So your head coach in Josh Hupel is a relatively new coach, his second year after Scott Frost left UCF for Nebraska after all those undefeated seasons. So what was your first impressions of him as a coach? What did you like most about his coaching style and personality? 
Um, for sure. I would definitely have to say that uh, hype's got the juice, man. Like hype is always strung up there. Hype's always trying to get guys going, getting guys motivated, you know, getting guys to exceed. You know what I mean? Because he knows that everybody at UCF is going to be elite, but he wants them to be even more than elite. He wants them to be the greatest. As you guys know, we are talking to UCF tight end recruit Nathan Boom Boom Boom, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, Nathan, uh, the tight end position has become a very, uh, very important position, not only in the NFL and college football, because uh, they're used for wi- they're used as other wide receivers. They're they're bigger, they're stronger, and and they're just as fast. Some of these guys are just as fast as some of the wide receivers in in, in professional sports. When you play the position, what stands out to the position most? Blocking, catching the ball, moving into the slot, uh, doing the things that uh, a tight end is supposed to do. What is What stands out at that position for you? Um, I mean, I would say for me personally, like, I try my hardest to work on my blocking, to work on my H-back position because, it, I mean, being a receiver, being long, being able to catch the ball, doing all the things that, has basketball has honestly caught taught you and all the other things you know but blocking you know being physical at the point of attack you know it's it's been instilled in me but you just rep it and rep it and rep it until you become that dog and nobody's ever going to mess with you in the hole so tight ends are another position that have a lot of different types of prototypes. You have faster receiving tight ends. You have guys that can block. You guys that do both, obviously. And again, the position has been a lot faster where they're running just as much as wide receivers. What do you consider yourself in terms of your skill set as a whole and your strengths uh, playing the tight end position? What type do you think you are most? Uh, I would consider myself a true triple threat. Uh, I would say I can do it all. Um, be on the line right next to the tackle, put me in the slot, put me in the H-back position, let me do it all. You know, like, I wouldn't say, I mean, I don't know if that's arrogant or not, but, you know, I wouldn't say that I have weaknesses. I mean, there are things that I need to get better. There are things that could always be improved. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be out there for four downs and I'm going to kick your freaking butt, you know. Like, it's it's just, it's a dog mentality, you know. Be arrogant, man. It's good to be arrogant. I mean, look at this guy. He looks like a werewolf. I mean, he's arrogant, too. Now it's too. fitting with the wolves in the background. <laughs> it is. I mean, those are your boys right there. You know, that's your pack. You know? He he deserves the boom-boom room. He doesn't need wolves. He needs the boom-boom room. He needs something, you know. Uh, did, what was that movie? What was that movie? Um, what was that? Uncle um, uh, who? Uh, Kyrie Irving. It's Uncle... Oh, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. <laughs> yep. He had the boom-boom room when he goes into the van. You know, that's what you need. You need the boom room. Maybe it could I be like guarded this. by wolves. Uh, I don't know about guarded by wolves. I mean, guarded by you. How's that sound? Anyways, uh, I wouldn't be scared of you, that's for sure. I'd be I'd sneaking into the boom room. That's why he's got his wolves. Yeah, well, man, there you go. Anyways, um, as you guys know, we are talking to uh, UCF tight end recruit Nathan Borboom. Uh, now, Nathan, I I look at some of the tight ends in the NFL right now, the Gronkowskis, uh, who's washed up, but he, he was a great player. We, we've seen Tony uh, Tony Hernandez. There were so many there were so many good tight ends over the years, and even some of the tight ends now, like Herndon, and I wouldn't say he's good, but um, we've seen some of the tight ends, the Waller, uh, Darren Waller, Darren Waller, who was on Oakland. 
Is there a particular tight end in the league right now or even in college football that compares to your skills? Um, I would say, I mean, growing up watching so much NFL, you know, I've really just focused on watching the tight end position and watching, taking a little bit from everybody's game, you know, taking a little bit from Gronk, taking a little bit from Ertz, taking a little bit from Kittle, you know, they each do something so well. And personally, I would say Kittle does it all the the best. You know, like you see that guy, you see how intense he gets. You see, I mean, just the way he goes around his game, you know, like he just does it like a technician, you know, just it's it's insane. Honestly, just it's I don't even know how to describe it. Well, you could describe it by taking a baseball bat and beating Speedy on the head with it. That's uh-huh, a good way. Exactly. He's got wolves. He doesn't need a baseball bat. He's well, got wolves to attack me. Well, I'd use a baseball bat because you're a wolf. I don't want you biting me. Go ahead, Speedy. So wolves will attack themselves. That's what will end up happening. Oh, shut up, you. <laughs> so Errol was talking about it from the uh, from the skill perspective. How about from the financial f- perspective? We saw George Kittle get a big contract this offseason. Travis Kelsey got a huge contract extension. Can you see it where the tight end position becomes so prominent where it gets paid probably not as much as wide receivers or obviously not pass rushers or positions like that, but maybe not far behind where it becomes that kind of priority position? No, for sure. I mean, for so long, tight ends were basically disrespected and not put and given enough where we should have been. And I mean, the tight end is the most versatile position on the field. I mean, if you use it correctly, it is. I mean, and you should get paid for it, is my opinion. Now, Nathan... uh... I look I look at the game completely different from high school, the college football, the speed of the game, and even going to the NFL. Where do you see yourself? Do you, do you plan to play uh, a couple of years of college football? Do you see yourself as an NFL player, or you're not even thinking about that right now? You're just thinking about UCF and going to play some college ball and, and, and getting your full scholarship and trying to move forward that way? Um, I mean, honestly, my mentality is – wake up tomorrow morning and what can I do to be the best version of myself tomorrow and then the day after that and the day after that. And then when I get to UCF in January or February, what can I do with those days to make myself available freshman year to play, to be a guy that is able to put three or four years of good highlight tape together for the league. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I already know that going to UCF, it's already a big tap against my name. Oh, you're playing less lesser opponents. All right, whatever. Let me show you what I can do to everybody, whether it be ACC, SEC, Pac-12. It doesn't matter. Let me show you what I can do. I like that answer. I like that answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's giving him the boom. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. So you're mentioning that uh, with the with the committee, they're not they don't value as much uh, with the with the talent level as they would a Power Five conference. So two part question here: uh, One, do you think UCF got screwed when they were undefeated and uh, didn't make the college football playoff? They got screwed because he wasn't on the team. Well, maybe, but <laughs> sure. So do you think they got screwed in any of those two years? And also, two in the AAC, which is a rising conference with Cincinnati, with Memphis, teams like that. Which opponent are you most looking forward to facing and why? Um, personally, I mean, it is football. And people do have the tendency to vote wrong. And the polls are messed up sometimes. And stuff happens. But 
I mean, hey, man, if you're undefeated and nobody else is, I mean, what what do you call that, you know? Um, second answer would be, I look forward to playing anybody that lines up across from me. You know, like, it does not matter to me one single bit if it's the Division Two team that we're playing for our homecoming or we're playing LSU for a New Year, New Year Six Bowl game. You know, I mean, if you love football, you love football. Uh, what team did you grow up uh, rooting for in college and professional football? Um, growing up, I would have to say, growing up, I rooted for Nebraska because that's where my dad played at. Um, but besides that, I just watched so many tight ends. You know, I mean, when I was little, I remember watching on the Fox TV, watching the tight ends, you know, just watching the position and trying to be the best, you know, going out in the backyard and running routes as a little kid, doing blocking drills, you know, just imagining one day what you want to be. And now you're here and it's time, man. Yeah, I got you. So now we're going to ask you a bunch of crazy questions. We do this to all the recruits. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard a little bit about this. All right. So I want you to be serious now. First question. Boxers or briefs and why? <laughs> um, I would have to say, could, could I just go with athletic athletic briefs? That's what I'm going to have to put my answer in. Athletic on. briefs. Hmm, uh-huh. That's a new you answer. Can't, uh-huh. You can't go with, like, the boxers or just the regular cotton briefs. you got to go with the athletic, man. Is all, there... the ath- all, the, all the true athletes know what I mean. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think the fans want to know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I know you don't want the boy. I know you don't want the uh, the uh, dipsy doodles to stick to the leg. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. Ah, oh, there we go, Mr. Boom Boom over here. You don't want to come to the Boom Boom Room if you're not wearing athletic briefs. Ah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Second question: Favorite snack to eat before a game, and why? Before a game, mm-hmm. I would have to say any type of fruit, really. Really? Um, yeah, I'm not, not a big – I mean, like, I'll have pregame and stuff. Then I'll eat, like, pasta, maybe, like, some chicken or something like that. But right before the game, like an hour, maybe 45 minutes before, pop in an apple, maybe an orange. A pear is really good for you. Mm. Um, I mean, hey, anything that – just a little bit of sugar, but not anything that's – Coming out of a package or something like that. I got you, man. Healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yes, sir. have them grow from a tree instead of grow from a bag. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Third question. Blondes or brunettes and why? Uh, I would have to say brunettes because, you know, I am a blonde. So, you know, uh, so two, you blondes like... together, and two blondes together. I don't know if that would work out. So well. <laughs> uh, do you have a girlfriend? I do. Oh, and I bet you she's a brunette. Yeah, she is. Yeah, what's her name? Kaya. Kaya, oh, I like that name. I guess you could say she's a boomnet. Oh, yeah, she's a boomnet. That's right. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. How long have you been dating? Uh, about three years now. Wow, look at that. Mm-hmm. Is she planning to uh, go with you um, uh, to UCF? She, uh, she's not. She, she will probably be attending like Pittsburgh. Really? To, uh, she'll be a trauma surgeon and 
do her thing. All she's right. a great person. So look on the bright side. She becomes a trauma surgeon. You become an NFL player, and you make a bunch of babies. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And make sure you get a boom-boom room, you know? <laughs> You know, and I might help Maybe you build couple. it. I might help you. I might help you with the boom boom room, so you and uh, Kaya can have uh, your boom boom fun, if you know what I mean. Anyways, <laughs> oh, um, all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five, um, five uh, movie stars or singers. Okay, um, I want you or anybody. I'm going to give you, and I want you to put them in order on who would you date first to last. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. First one. Um, Christina Aguilera. Second one, Pink. Third one, Demi Lovato. Uh, number four, Jennifer Lopez. And number five, Mr. Speedy Petey sitting right next to me. Um, all right, so number one, I'm gonna have to go Jay Lopez, of course, of course, know. yeah, mm-hmm. of course, of course, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna have to go number two, would be I would have to say Christina Aguilera, honestly, okay, and then I would have to go Demi Lovato, I feel like she would be a head case, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then go pink, and then I'm gonna have to go Speedy last. Oh, there, man, Speedy. Uh... You know, we had one person today, uh, we had a uh, Cole that said he'll take him number one. But that's because he has a girlfriend, so he doesn't care. Uh, he, he said if he had if you had five guys, I would have picked five guys over the girls. He so. also said that he didn't want anyone singing, and you picked all singers. <laughs> <laughs> you could sing. I sang today. Yes, you did. Did you like it? It was okay. He didn't like it, did you? You probably didn't like it either. I didn't like it, but it was with you, and I was making fun of you, so I liked it. Yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> I am a target for your uh, parody songs. Yes, you are a target. Anyways, and apparently uh, I'm a werewolf today. Yes, are you? A, are you a basketball and baseball fan, my friend? Uh, yeah. I mean, I played basketball, baseball. I mean, really, kind of grew out of them. I mean, I still watch occasionally. I'll watch more. NBA, uh, I would have watched March Madness, you know, if there would have been a thing. But, well, uh, who do you have uh, NBA championship, Miami or the Lakers? And, man, I'm going to have to go with the Lakers, man. LeBron is just... LeBron? <laughs> he's, Lebr- he's LeBron, man. He's I mean, LeBrat. I'm going to call him exactly. LeBrat. He's a brat, you know, but... Mm-hmm. People, He's a, try to compare, people try to compare Zion to him, but even Zion's not the same. Look at him. I, he knows a little basketball. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not Zion Williams. I mean, Zion Williamson is not LeBron James. They're, just like there's one Michael Jordan and there's one LeBron James. There, you, mm-hmm. There's nobody that you can compare to LeBron James. I, I think he's a special mm-hmm. player by himself. But uh, tell the fans how they can find you on social media, my friend. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Nathan.Boom. Uh, Twitter, just my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it, man. Well, I, I want you to tell Kaya that uh, you're going to be building a boom boom room. So just make sure that she knows that. Um, mm-hmm. We would love to get you on next, you know, in the next couple of months uh, before next year's season starts or when the season starts so we can talk a little bit about UCF football and where you see yourself. And uh, if you do get drafted, uh, we definitely got to be invited to your draft party. <laughs> Man, I'll have to make that happen. Though. You are. You're going to make it happen. I think Draft it's going to happen. party in the boom boom room. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. And here we go. The It's now tied, the Yankees game. So uh, the Yankees screwed up again. 
Oh, man. Look, look what I have to deal with, man. You see what I have to deal with as a Yankee fan? Makes me sick. Yeah, man. Sick. must be a bad life. Yeah, it is a bad life, man. We haven't won a championship since 2009, so there you go. Uh, Anyways, Nathan, thank you for joining us. We'll stay in touch, man. I wish you all the luck in the world. Um, um, and, and remember, you're 17, going to be 18 years old, so you have a little bit more high school. And uh, keep your head up and, uh, and make sure that you, uh, you play good football when you get there. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, man. How about? Absolutely, man. Nathan Borboom, the Boom Boom Man. Anyways, wow. Wow, I'm so pissed off right now. The Yankees, I don't know what the hell the Yankees are doing right now. They put themselves in such a bad situation. I just, I don't understand them. You would think with all, all their success they're having on the Indians starting pitching that you would think it would just be easy for them at that point. But they're going to lose this game. Now the Indians are doing the same thing. They're hitting the strength of the Yankees. Ah, uh, the Yankees are going to lose this game. I guarantee you the Yankees are going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. Shades of game two, three years ago when they came back. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. What, what's going on with their yeah. bullpen? They, yeah. were up, they were up six to four. They lose the lead. They were up eight to six. Now they lose the lead. Uh, and, it's, and they still have a lot more time. This is going to go extra innings. I have a feeling, and the Yankees are going to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now. I, I can't even watch the game. It makes me sick. They're not pitching strikes. They're, they're pitching balls. I don't know what the hell is going on with this pitching staff. They're really, they're terrible. They're just absolutely terrible. Yeah, especially with the, the prowess, the depth that they have. It's just surprising. I don't know who they're using. We saw Britain in the last thing. I don't know who they're using now, but, I mean. Loisica. Loisica. All right, maybe. Loisica. Britain got in trouble. Britain's the one who put two guys on. And then Loisica made this guy hit a uh, two-run double with two outs. They're not done yet. Oh, the, the, he had two strikes, too. He had two strikes, and he pitched it right down the middle, and the guy smacked it. So, there you go. Yeah, you can't do that, Loisica. No, and I have a feeling that the Yankees are going to lose this game. So, anyways. Lose, you think they'll lose the series because of it? Or you I do. Or bounce back in game I three? do. I think the Yankees will lose the series because mm-hmm. of this loss. I do. I, I just it, It's the Yankees. This, this is what the Yankees do. They put themselves in these situations. So, anyways, um, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. I know uh, we're going to end the show just a little bit early because we have another show coming on right after us. We have the hit list uh, that will be um, hitting away on the Lakers game right now. The game is still going on as we speak. What's the score of the game right now? I'll get, that. Uh, I'll get it because you, you take forever. Um, the Lakers are – the Lakers won. The first 1698. Uh let, let's look at the numbers before we Oh, he got hit. He got hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, speedy, speedy, speedy. Box scores. All right. Jimmy Butler, 23 points. Crowder, 12. Um Bam, eight. Just eight, yeah. Hero had 14. Uh the Lakers. LeBron had 25, 12, I mean 13 and 9. Anthony Davis had 34, 9 and 5. 9 and 5 and he had 3 blocks. Mm-hmm. So, that'll do it. Yeah, he got hit. He got three double-digit guys as well off the bench too, which the Lakers that's big for the Lakers if they can get that cuz the Heat are thought of to have the better depth. Well, we will be back next week, me and Speedy, on Monday for Down to the Wire. And on Wednesday, below the mic, we have great guests lined up for you next week. Up next, the hit list here 
on the Worldwide Sports Media Network. Before you go, because you like to rush it off, I just want to let everybody know, download our app. Go on iOS, WWSRN, and go to Android, WWSRN. Make sure. Shout out to Carl for calling the show. Shout out to Cole Essick for joining us, the recruit from Appalachian State to tackle, and UCF tight end recruit Nathan Borboom for joining us at the last half an hour of this show. Uh, again, we have, a great sh- we have great shows lined up for you next week, so stay tuned, and we will talk to you then. Good night, everybody. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.